Welcome to Urban Wilderness, the official Turkey Mountain podcast. I'm Tip Crowley. And I'm Ryan Howell. And on this episode, we look at the plans for the remainder of the year out at Turkey Mountain. We've talked in a recent episode about a lot of the new features, but this episode I'm excited to talk about some of the bigger projects and some of the follow-ups from earlier projects at the park. So stick with us. This is Urban Wilderness. Support for this podcast comes from Fleet Feet Tulsa Broken Arrow, hosting a variety of races annually, including 5Ks, half and full marathons, and trail races. For more information or to register, visit fleetfeettulsa.com forward slash races. From Switchback Training Systems, a one-stop solution for multi-sport and cycling athletes, offering personalized coaching from certified instructors and mountain bike and multi-sport skills clinics in Tulsa and Claremore. More information at switchbackmtb.org. And from Team My Side Fitness, a partner of RSU Radio, promoting a healthy community with support from Bicycles of Tulsa, Sandoz Modern Deli, The Local Bison, and Atomic Foods. More information at wtfistmf.com. So if you listened to our last episode, you got a full update on Phase 3, but of course, we're always looking to the future. Ryan, tell us what happens after Phase 3 is completed. Uh, yeah. Good question. So after phase three, um, our crews are actually going to go back and add more trail to phase one area. So if you remember the phase one area, we were building um, some more cross-country multi-use trails. There's that one trail that we're calling Tiger Muffin um, that was built on the west side of Powerline, immediately west of Powerline, that a lot of people like. It's a single track. It's a true single track trail. Lots of rocky chunkiness to it for both our hikers and bikers. We're going to be adding about four more miles of that style of trail to the phase one area. So phase one is everything from the upper parking lot and the downhill lines all the way up to Mooser Creek. So we'll be connecting the Tiger Muffin uh, where it's currently disconnected. There's a a random stop in the middle where there's flagging tape. That line is actually going to be one line and connect. And then right where it's missing, it's actually going to, we're going to build a connection that goes from the mystery trail, the tiger muffin trail about midway up power line across the power line to the Eastern old millennium slash new stake old trails. So there's actually going to be a midway crossing for people at Turkey mountain. Cause like right now, if you want to get to the West side, you either cross at the upper parking lot or you cross all the way at soda pop. Uh, we're building a mid cross connection. So I think a lot of people will be very excited for that. And then we're going to add a route that goes from Pepsi Lake over kind of stays low through the YMCA property and then connects to Beeline. So you'll be able to get directly to the north end of the Beeline loop from Pepsi Lake through the YMCA property, staying staying low. So those will be the next big projects they move on to after the phase three is complete. So they'll be moving into those probably you know, mid-July, early August, uh, and we'll probably be down to one, maybe two crews building. So the builds will slow for our new trails, but hopefully people will have enough to enjoy with all of the new stuff going on in the Phase 3 bomb cellar area that um, it'll keep them satiated for a while. Well, I tell you, I need a, a few minutes to catch up myself. You know, there's a lot of new trail going on out there, and uh, it's even just the names that you're bringing up here, I'm having trouble figuring out which one is which sometimes. But that said, 
I was over on the west side hiking this weekend, and I noticed some really cool things out there to help me figure out the names of some of these new trails. So I noticed you had some of the trail marker signs out there. Yeah, that Tell is about right. That. Yeah, so we will be unveiling the new map for Turkey Mountain very soon. I've got it on my desktop. Uh, I've got a few little tweaks that I'm working with the graphic editor. Um, and I've sent it out to a number of people to get a sneak peek at and provide some feedback on it. It'll be a draft, obviously, because we're adding trails to it, but at some point we need to get a new map up. So the new map will have all of the new trail names on it. I want to preface this by saying the new map looks a lot different than the old map of Turkey Mountain. And we kept several of the old trails on the new map. So, for instance, you're going to see Snake, you're going to see Tree Hugger, you're going to see Ridge, you're going to see Hochi as old trails that will appear on the new map. What you're not going to see is that incredible spider web of trails that appeared on the old map. So if you look on all trails or, you know, Strava heat map, you're going to see that spider web. We're going away with the spider web and we're like the spider web of trails is still there, obviously, but they're not going to appear on the map. And we're not going back and obliterating any of the old trails. We're just not marking them. <laughs> We want people to be able to find their way around Turkey Mountain. And so named trails with named loops, with signage, directing them on that loop and making it very hard for them to get lost off of that loop is what we're going for. Again, the old trails will still be there. They just necessarily won't appear on a map and they won't have signage directing people onto those old trails. So if people use them, they will still be there. If they don't use them, that's not my problem. Uh, <laughs> so we'll be unveiling that new map very shortly. Now, this new map is actually going to have like an expiration date on it. It's going to say this map expires on such and such. Because we're in the process of building so much new trail, this map will be getting updated more regularly now. But it's a big push. And you mentioned the signage that you saw. So a couple of things about the signage as a reminder. We're going away from naming trails, yellow trail, blue trail, whatever, uh, to actually using colors to delineate difficulty. So if it's a green sign, it's an easier trail. If it's a blue sign, it's an intermediate trail. If it's a black sign, it's a difficult trail. And this is for hikers and bikers alike so that people can kind of choose their own adventure without having their adventure choosed for them. So chosen for them. So this will be a way to, uh, we're switching that. So the yellow trail, the Ridge Trail slash Hochi, it's not going to be called the yellow trail anymore. It's going to be called Ridge and Hochi. Um, snake is still going to call it snake. Tree hugger is still called tree hugger. You're going to see a, a slightly new tree hugger is getting, we're going to connect it a little better, I guess is a good way on a map. Like uh, it'll connect all the way to the hub. Now it'll be labeled as connecting all the way to the new hub and then it'll connect to stay gold. So it won't be, it'll basically extend it. So the map will show it a little bit differently, but all of tree hugger is still there. It's not going anywhere. So that's what you're going to see. And what we feel is that when the new map is released, and uh, if you've seen all of those posts on the east side of Powerline that don't have any trail markers on them, those are coming. I literally just today got the final sign plan that I'm proofreading right now, and we're going to print in the next week or so. So maybe by the time this podcast comes out, we will have those signs in hand and be starting installing them. I've purposefully held off on releasing a map because there was no signage in the ground telling people what trail was what. And so there's no real reason to have a map if you don't have any way of interpreting the map uh, unless you're just an expert trail person and know your way around. So that's why the map hasn't been released. 
But we're going to start installing those uh, hopefully by the end of July. We'll have all of the new markers for phase two and phase one and two trail developments installed. The new map will be out on all of the posts, the six by six posts. There's going to be a QR code. You'll be able to scan that QR code. It'll take you to a map of Turkey Mountain. And the post will be like, you're at A17 or B5. You'll be able to find that intersection on the thing. And then you'll be like, oh, I'm on the such and such trail that intersects with the such and such trail. I can find my way around now. Yay. Um, so we also feel that the new map is going to help alleviate a lot of the congestion that people feel. Because right now, everybody's going on the yellow trail. Everybody's going on the blue trail. Because those are the only ones that, you know, on the east side really have any markings. We are going to be pulling down the yellow signs and the blue signs, but we're replacing them with signs that say Ridge Trail. And, well, Blue Trail is actually going to be called Sawtooth now, so because that was an old name way back in the day. Um, so that's going to get a new name. But it's still the Blue Trail for all of since. It's going to be called Sawtooth and Wagon Wheel because it's a loop. So I'll let people guess which trail is Wagon Wheel. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's exciting. And I know that if you are a brand new user out at Turkey Mountain that listening to some of these podcasts, we kind of just spout off trail names. And it's hard for us, I guess, over an audio medium to really point out where that is on a map. Yeah. But it's it's really cool because with the new map, you're going to know a lot more. It sounds like there's going to be a lot more individual segments that are named instead yeah. of on the old map. It was just here's a big yellow trail. Here's the big blue trail. Here's the big pink trail. Um, so that's really exciting. And speaking of segment names and trail names and naming features and, and all of these things that help us to get around, uh, Turkey Mountain held a contest, or I should say a poll, to name the new staircase. And I think you're ready to announce the winner on that? We are. And it's going to be announced for the first time right here on this podcast. Very exciting for you all. So that naming contest had around 800 submissions for suggestions for names. And the River Park staff, some of our volunteers, narrowed it down to the top five choices that we felt would be good for that. And two of those choices were native Muscogee Creek words, Yukumkute and Tulse, uh, which were Yukumkute is the word for staircase and um, Tulse is the word for Tulsa town. Um, and then the other choices were breath catcher, because that's what happens when you get to the top of the stairs and the amazing view you see. The gobblestone staircase. Get it? Gobblestone, turkey. Okay. I get it, yeah. Okay. And then the winner of our stair naming contest by a pretty good margin, is the flight. Turkey Mountain Staircase will be called the flight at Turkey Mountain. Um, but we are going to add in parentheses on the signage beneath the Creek word for staircase, uh, which is Yukumkuteyu. And I hope I am pronouncing that sort of right. But we're going to add that. And actually, a lot of the signage at Turkey Mountain, thanks to our partnership with the Muscogee Creek Tribe, is actually going to be in dual language. It's going to be in Creek and it's going to be in English. So things like wagon wheel, sawtooth, tree hugger will have tree hugger written on them, but then they'll actually have the Muscogee Creek word below it. And uh, I was working with the Muscogee tribe, and I learned this interesting little fact that a lot of words they don't have translations for. So, you know, like if you're speaking Spanish, there's this common thing called Spanglish, which is where you kind of like 
make something sound Spanish. Um, apparently, the same thing happens in the Creek language, and they call it Creekish. So, for instance, uh, the soda pop loop. There's not a word for soda pop in traditional Muscogee Creek, so they just they Creekish it and they call it soda pop k. So um, anyway, uh, so there was a lot of interesting things. We're very thankful for the partnership we had with the nation there to help us translate a lot of these names. So you'll see that as well. A side note, um, does, were the Naharkis, were they Creek? Is that the connection yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. So the Naharkis were the um, some of the original, when the land went from na- like reservation to allotted, the Naharki family was one of the folks that one of the families that received good chunks of Turkey Mountain, not all of it, um, but good chunks of it. And actually, they're very interesting. A lot of the parcels at Turkey Mountain were actually received by what were called freemen, which were the the slaves of the Muscogee Creek tribe that were enrolled and received as part of the allotment agreement a small chunk of land as well. So, so an important part of the history of the of the area to to recognize. That's that's really cool. Absolutely. Something else that a lot of people are absolutely going to be excited about is the opportunity to have less congestion when you're trying to park there on a busy day. I know this has been something we've talked about over a few episodes. Talk about the the future of parking at Turkey Mountain. Yeah. So um, probably in my email box somewhere, uh, I have a new plan for the parking lot at 61st Street. It's going to be over there at 61st and 75, kind of in the area where the outlet mall was going to go. We plan to build a parking lot. Uh, it'll have around 150, 120 spaces, depending on how many we can afford, because you pay by the space with these kind of things. <laughs> and uh, it'll be a simple parking lot. Uh, we'll probably put some solar lights in it, because the unfortunate part about that location is it provides great access to Turkey Mountain, and it helps spread people out across the mountain, but it doesn't have any utilities over there. If you envision that space in your head, it's surrounded by trees, no power lines, no water lines, no sewer lines. So... Unfortunately, that means for the interim, it'll just have porta potties. We'll try to make them nice porta potties, but it'll just have porta potties for the interim. But then, if we have money left over, we're actually going to the current upper lot. We're going to surface that, go in and, and pave that lot and stripe it so that it'll actually become more efficient for people to park at. And I'm trying very desperately to figure out how to get a bathroom up there. I think we could probably do a bathroom and water fountain up there, but I have to, there's a lot of hoops I got to jump through. We got to get a lot of permissions from a lot of people (laughs) uh, to do it. But there's a possibility we might actually get like an actual nice service and rest station up there with water fountains and stuff. So that we'll have more than just one at the, the bottom. Yeah, the the idea of a water fill, of more water fill stations on Turkey, especially right now, is just mouthwatering it's yeah it's amazing yeah. um so that sounds nice and and you know anyone who's been to turkey mountain on a nice weekend uh it just it can be a little bit difficult to to park and i know that recently the nearby church has offered up parking i know that this extra parking lot will alleviate some of that as well and so it's really again it's it's very exciting to see this progress coming in and i know uh, with the increase in users out at Turkey Mountain, it's going to be important for the future of the park. You know, speaking of congestion, um, one of the exciting news that we have for our hikers is a couple of things. And I can't remember if I've mentioned this before, but for our pedestrian traffic, we are actually building two new connections 
for pedestrians only. So once you're at the lower lot and you come down the main walkway, you know, with the double rocks, the big boulders on either side, and you come out into the kind of the, what we're calling the big intersection in the power line right away, which is the bottom of Zingo, a climb trail, the climb trail from Lochi, you know, an old route. We're actually going to build it from that little intersection. We're going to build a pedestrian only walkway that goes straight over to the staircase. So that current all up trail that everybody's using right now that gets so congested before you make it to the split for the stairs everybody can still use it but the pedestrians will have their own direct shot straight to the staircase to get up and then from that same intersection to the east we're building a new pedestrian only route that'll go from that intersection up to the area of the flyovers where the two flyovers are at on the the old yellow trail which is getting the old yellow trail is still the old yellow trail, but it's going to be called UHF. If anybody's a Weird Al Yankovic fan familiar with the movie UHF that was filmed in Tulsa, that's where that trail got its name. It also stands for the Upper Hochi uh, Fun Trail. Yeah, you all wanted to know that. We're building a new route for pedestrians only that would take them over to the flyover area, which will connect to a current pedestrian-only route that goes from UHF up to the Upper Hub on Ridge. So... They'll have two pedestrian-only accesses that'll take them to the top. So I think that'll help alleviate a lot of the congestion. And then the mountain bikers will be able to use that return climb trail. Runners and hikers can still use that return, the all-up trail, but there'll be two dedicated pedestrian-only trails. The other thing that will happen later this summer out at Turkey Mountain is that, you know, we're building about five miles of dedicated downhill mountain bike trail for mountain bikes use exclusively. So we've gotten a lot of feedback from a lot of our pedestrians that they would like to see some hiking only options. And so we're going to start, uh, we're going to take about five miles of some of the older trail and designate it as hiking only, pedestrian only trail. And these will be kind of three separate trails, uh, one of them being Hochi that will become pedestrian only. The other two trails are portions of the Pink Trail and a trail that some people call lower mystery. Um, some people don't have a name for it, but it's the trail that's literally on the west side of the power line easement. And it's a trail that 95%, 99% of our mountain bikers can't use anyway because it's too eroded and rough. So we are going to designate those. And then there'll be a, the third one, which is like the pink trail. And most mountain bikers don't do the pink trail anyway. Um, but we're going to make those hiking only options. And then we plan to go in to these hiking only options later this year, or early next, and mechanically fix some of the very bad erosive spots. So the difficulty of the, of the hiking and running trails will still be there, but some of the really, really bad spots we're going to mechanically fix. So we're not going to touch the vast majority of the links of these trails. There are no trails that currently exist on the map other than the Hochi Trail. But it's, uh, we feel it's going to strike a good balance. And it'll allow people some more differentiation of places to disperse and go. So uh, it was a big request from a number of people in our hiking and running community um, that we provide some of that space. And so we are going to fulfill that request. That's awesome. And I know we do spend a lot of time talking about the mountain bike features on uh, on the podcast. But it's such a, an important space for hikers and runners and 
families going out. And it's it's nice that they'll be able to have their own space. So Ryan, one of the concepts that we've discussed a lot throughout this podcast is uh, the sustainability of Turkey Mountain. And I know the Oklahoma Forestry Service has been working with you and they're still doing a lot of work out there. What's happening with that right now? So this is really cool stuff is, you know, Turkey Mountain's around 600 acres. And to date, we've been working to try and eradicate invasive species, uh, introduce prescribed fire, and, you know, kind of restore the habitat at Turkey Mountain. And to date, out of the 600 acres at Turkey Mountain, we've been able to treat either through prescribed fire, through hand cutting and treating privet, or through the hazard mitigation slash mastication project, around 140 acres of the 600 acres of Turkey Mountain. So a good chunk. And you all guys will remember the news last month where we were able to do our prescribed burn. That prescribed burn was only on about 15 acres of Turkey Mountain, so relatively small portion. But, you know, it was our first burn, so we were just kind of getting our feet wet in a hot sense. So the Oklahoma Forestry Services, you know, they went in with a machine and they masticated a lot of the invasive species as part of a hazard mitigation project in the bomb cellar area. That was around 40 acres. And the main goal of that was to help knock back temporarily the invasive species to allow our native species a chance to sprout and grow. But the main goal of it was to reduce the potential for wildfire at Turkey Mountain because a lot of the lower scrubby trees, the cedar trees, are invasive species. And when a fire were to happen, they light up like a candlestick and they could potentially bring fire from the ground as a ladder up to the crown of the forest at Turkey Mountain. And that would cause a catastrophic wildfire that would kill the forest. So eradicating all of that, mulching it down, dramatically dampens the possibility of a wildfire at Turkey Mountain. And we specifically had him target three areas. We had him target the bomb cellar area because that area is next to 71st and it's next to the residence directly across uh, Elwood. And so, you know, if a wildfire were to break out at Turkey Mountain, we wanted to protect our borders first. So then the next area they went to was the North End, Pepsi Plant, Mooser Creek, um, the YMCA, and they worked along that northern edge of Turkey Mountain doing the hazard mitigation up there. So if you go to the Soda Pop Loop, you'll see the work up there. And the third area they're working in is the Water Tower area. The Water Tower area, but that doesn't have any trails on it. Not yet. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the water tower area is our phase five and cr the crews are currently working. The Oklahoma Forestry Service is, is currently working in the water tower area. They were out there today. So if, actually, if you drive down Elwood, if you're going up Buster Hill, basically, Elwood, if you're going up the hill and you look to your left, you'll see where they're starting the clear out. And what that's going to do is that's really going to open up that space so that hopefully when we start the trail build over there in a year's time, it'll allow us to be able to put trails in much better places because the understory is cleared out. So it may look a little bit different in certain areas. I, you know, I, I rode out by uh, Sergio's and, and Pepsi Lake and it was massively cleared out through there. And yeah. that's removal of invasive species. It is. Yeah. You go into that space, a lot of people have been aghast in the good word for it because of how much it changed. But the critical thing to know is, is the vast majority of that removal happened to invasive privet, into invasive eastern red cedar, into uh, Ceresia lespediza, into winged elm, and a lot of our other things that were, those are those kind of low scrubby trees, you know. Turkey Mountain's not supposed to look like a dense wall of green. 
it's supposed to look more like that open canopy area. It's supposed to look more like a dispersed forest. It's not supposed to look like a wall of green. And so that's what we're trying to restore the habitat to, is that cross timbers habitat of prairie oak savanna. So all of these projects that we've talked about, they obviously cost money. It's a huge benefit to the city. And of course, there are people stepping in to help raise funds for this. Talk about the fundraising that you all have going on. Yeah, the you know the the first set of fundraising that we did for this were all privately funded. Some of that funding came from the Tobacco Settlement Grant, um, which is a public trust fund, but a vast majority of that money came from literally private donations, people reaching private corporations and persons reaching in their pocket and giving to that. And so that was a capital campaign called Wild Turkey that um, we do every two years, and we'll be relaunching that soon this fall. So we're going to go through another round of fundraising to hopefully be able to build some new amenities at Turkey Mountain, maybe some more restrooms, potentially a little visitor center or something very similar to what they have at Keystone Ancient Forest with some nice restrooms in there and some place where you can hang out in the AC and cool down if you needed just for a minute, maybe a little concession stand or something like that, you know, to be determined. But um, we are working on that in the fall. So I just want to, you know, let people know that, you know, we're actively out there pursuing money to help treat the trails better, to help the habitat restoration work that we're doing, to help increase our ability to provide services to people that come there, right? Because like you can have 250,000 people come to Turkey Mountain, but if you don't have all but one restroom and some porta potties, you know, you need to improve those amenities. A lot of this fundraising effort is going to be able to improve our support structure around bringing people to Turkey Mountain. And that's something that you know, people go out and they have a very isolated experience or they have a solo experience or they go hike in their group. But there are thousands of people visiting the park. And when, you, like you mentioned, when you have a smaller number of restrooms, we have a smaller number of facilities, it becomes noticeable after yeah. a while. And so that's a, that's a great thing to look forward to in the future. Now, We've talked about fundraising, but not everyone can contribute financially. There are other ways that people can be involved in helping out at Turkey Mountain, helping build, helping improve the experience there. So you all recently announced the Turkey Trail Team. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the Turkey Trail Team is our adopted trail program where you can sign up and have a trail assigned to you that becomes kind of like your little baby trail. And you can come out there and help do things like the basic trail maintenance that needs to be done on it, pruning back the trees, picking up the trash, stuff called nicking the drain, which is, you know, a lot of these trails are built to shed water. And so they have drains where the water drains, but they get clogged up sometime with leaf debris or sediment. And that creates a little bit of a mud hole. But all you have to do is go in and rake that out and boom, the water's flowing again and the trail dries out a lot quicker. So, it's a really great program. Uh, when I we launched it a couple of months ago, we had around 150 people sign up to be a part of the trail team. And, you know, it's not just one person, one trail. We assign multiple people one trail. We actually provide classes on basic trail maintenance and teach people how to do that. We have tools that people have access to um, so they don't have to bring their own tools necessarily. Uh, we will do barbecues every once in a while. We're doing special classes. Like we're going to do a geology class. We're going to do a history class. We're going to ha- teach these folks the botany of Turkey Mountain to give them a lot of education 
human resources. They get a cool t-shirt. And all we ask is that they go out to Turkey Mountain four times a year and do some basic maintenance on their trail and wear their t-shirt. And, you know, if somebody comes along and has some questions or, you know, is lost, we ask that they step in and, and help them out and just, you know, help provide some eyes at Turkey Mountain and a part of this. And so we've held the training classes. We've put almost 80 people through the basic trail maintenance class, which I, it's unbelievable to me, the amount of support. So if you want to be a part of that, you know, you can email me at ryan at riverparks.org. That's R-Y-A-N at riverparks with an S dot O-R-G. And uh, I will send you the information on how to sign up so you can be a part and you can adopt a trail. If you have a favorite trail you love and you want to you want to help give back, whether it's the downhill mountain bike trails or the hiking only trails or the, the multi-use trails, whatever little spot, every little bit helps. And so if you want to be a part of that team officially, you can sign up. So lots of improvements and new experiences to be had at Turkey Mountain over the next year. And even looking past that into the future phases, so many things to look forward to. And of course, Ryan, we thank you for taking the time to come up here and talk about all of these very cool things happening at Turkey Mountain. Nah, my favorite thing is just to talk about Turkey ad nauseum. Well, in the right job for that, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to Urban Wilderness, the official Turkey Mountain podcast. This podcast is produced by KRSC-FM on the Claremore campus of Rogers State University. As always, thank you to Grasshopper for the use of our theme music. Of course, you can follow Turkey Mountain on social media and keep up with all of the updates through their official posts. And of course, be a part of the groups as well. Go experience Turkey Mountain. It's such a it's such an evolving and growing aspect of Tulsa right now. And there are so many people going out there for the first time or going out there and having new experiences on mountain bikes or new experiences hiking. And I encourage you, if you haven't done it yet, go be a part of the amazing community that is Turkey Mountain right now. So until next time, go get lost at Turkey Mountain.